0: Hey, happy Monday, everybody. And you know what? It's not TGIF, it's TGIM. Thank God it's Monday, October 5th, because today at school, Holy Family staff uh, was just jacked up uh, with a presentation from Mr. Kevin Brennan from Top 20 Training. He spent the whole day with us. We're going to do a pod with him, and a couple of teachers are going to join us. You're going to want to listen to this, you're going to share it with your friends. Let's go. Okay, as promised, everyone, we are here. We have two guest teachers as well. So, uh, Mr. Kevin Brennan, say hi, Kevin. Hey! That's actually funny, because that's how you, you always start your presentations. Yeah. Say hi, Kevin. Say hi, Kevin. Because we talk about how names matter. But we also have two of our teachers here with us uh, who have done a lot of training with Top 20 in the last few years. Um, so, Miss Terry Brown is here from fourth grade. Hello. Right. And Ms. Sarah Johnson is here from fifth grade. Hello. And yeah, so Kevin and I were actually chatting last night uh, over a wonderful fall evening with a couple of um, beverages. Thank you for those. Um, And a a nice fire and lovely weather God sent us. Um, And we were chatting about, hey, so we kind of planned doing the pod. And somebody, one of us, I don't even know, said, why don't we bring a couple of teachers like who really like top 20 and enjoy it just to make the conversation a little bit more jovial or whatever, or full. Um, so Terry and Sarah, glad you're both here with us. I'm
1: glad um, you're here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hi, welcome. Sarah. Hi, Terry. Hi, Kevin. Let's get it. <laughs> Love
0: it. I'm telling you, this is this is the mood of our staff today. It's been really fun. Um, and I, So I just have – I want to introduce Kevin to everybody because I know a few, some of our teachers have heard you, and certainly our staff has heard from you. Some spent three days with you, and Tom and Paul. Um, Willow was, I think, in a family thing that – three-day um, week up in Minneapolis a year and a half ago or a little over a year ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to do a brief introduction of you and then just talk about top 20 a little bit. And then as you guys have things that, you know, resonate or whatever, please jump in. We'll just chat a little bit. And this is going to be a pretty short pod. It's just a bonus, maybe 15, 20 minutes. Um, but so, Kevin, I guess I've known top 20 since 2004, but you weren't at that first presentation that I went to.
1: No, I was not.
0: Um, you and I probably met, you and I met when you interviewed me for a principal position. I and remember I remember him. thinking, I want to be around that guy. Like I was—that's a weird thing—an interview to be like, I wish I could hang out with that person who interviewed me. But no, he was but one he's of so
2: energetic. I don't blame
0: you. Well, and I think it's the authenticity more than even the enthusiasm. Yeah. And then I remember thinking, I feel oh. like I let that guy down on my answers. Like I wanted because you asked me <laughs> about curriculum instruction. I was just like, yeah, I should have done better for that one. But uh, I digress. Um, you so, did
1: great. I think Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I first met
0: you and so that would have been the summer of 2012. Um, as a parent in a school where I was teaching or where I became the principal rather, um, my only other principal gig. And then, um, and then we were chatting right away because you were chair of the board at the time. And we started chatting about top 20 in a school and how you were piloting new things with it. You guys have been doing it for eight years at that point already, but, um, uh, you're the father of four. Husband to one, <laughs> um, and uh, dev- I would say devout, or I don't know, like authentic, real, awesome Catholic. Yes, sir. Um, very, very faithful guy, a business owner, entrepreneur to the nth degree. Um, got
1: some plates spinning.
0: You do, you got a lot of plates spinning, all spinning with good things. I like Firecrackers, and do you still do the um, vending machines? Uh, no. Okay.
1: That is gone.
0: So, firecrackers, and top 20, and kids, and wife.
1: And, and love, and God, and- faith and hope and energy from
0: Sarah Terry.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so you're the reason you're here is because of top 20. So would you give our families and they've probably heard me say mm-hmm. or read the phrase top 20 a dozen times by now. And by now it's probably starting to stick. Like, okay, I think Zexter thinks this top 20 thing matters. I'm a mm-hmm. parent of kids in his school. I should probably start figuring out what top 20 is. Would you give us kind of a, not necessarily a bumper sticker, but maybe an elevator speech
1: Yeah, of top 20? Yeah. So top 20 in a nutshell, we have concepts, strategies, materials, all with the goal of helping students, faculty, staff, adults simply think, learn, and communicate more effectively. So we, we try to put a focus on our inner lives and how we navigate with the world around us. So um, in the most simple terms, we remove roadblocks from people, from things that are getting in their way, and we remind them of God-given tools that they already have in their toolbox and 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 show them different opportunities when they can use those tools. So yeah, think learn to communicate more effectively, Zach. That's yeah, what my goal is. You're all, you
0: you're all about metaphors. Oh. <laughs> so, and I think the, uh, the picture that so was just sticking out right now, you had told the teachers, it's you want all the kids to be walking through th- their lives, like through school hallways, or when they leave here, whatever, with a little toolbox of, I know how to solve conflict, or I know how to look at something that's challenging in a Uh, potentially productive way, or all these mental, social, emotional tools.
1: Yes, yes. Well, if you think about the adults in this room and parents out there, members of our community, anyone that's lived a while has has life experiences that have shaped them and, and kind of filled their toolbox. Well, why not help kids understand the tools they have at a younger age? Because if you think about, if you spend two seconds reflecting on your time in grade school, middle school, high school, kindergarten, whatever it may be, there are some challenging situations to navigate. Even someone stealing a ball from you, someone calling you a name, someone making a comment about your body image. See, see we wanna give kids tools to help navigate those kinds of moments, which are kinda of bummer moments, but also very beautiful moments as well. Um, they don't have to wait to, to be our age to have these tools. So. And we've seen it work with kids. Kids understand concepts that adults understand at a very deep level.
0: I remember i don't know why this just occurred to me but i remember um when when your dad passed yeah um so that would have been about
1: seven years ago now uh, it's coming on yeah yeah is it Something i like think that? it was uh tw- no it's it's longer almost 10-ish
0: okay yeah, yeah. okay so it must have been my first year at st mark's then my you,
1: you, my, my dad passed in 11. that so was your mom my mom in 13 i believe
0: okay so is your mom
1: i apologize no it's okay um, i miss them
0: both so <laughs> i remember you telling me how you were talking with your kids about it specifically the boys yeah. and how you were saying like that and i don't know why it stuck with me but i've used it with people in different situations especially my kids like yeah you know what, feeling sad is totally appropriate that is your kind of got your heart your life experience telling you something really special mm-hmm. you know is is going away now that's a special thing so it's 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 just, you know, it's kind of everything was framed up, or I don't know, in the light of this good thing. Like, grandma was yeah. great, you yeah. know? It's um, so like that that, mm-hmm. that feeling is to be expected when something good goes away, but it's all kind of centered around that the good thing. It seems almost Thomistic for our listeners who like Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. all kind of uh, pivoting around this good thing, not that you wasn't focusing on the loss, it was focusing <clears throat> on grandma.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's not, and the, and the goal isn't to make everything always happy or wonderful or beautiful, but. It is to to up our level of understanding of, hey, this is a tough situation, this is hard, this is sad. Um, Am I gonna give a tough, hard, sad situation matching energy, negative energy, or can I bring a different kind of energy to it, a different kind of outlook, a different kind of frame on how I view it? So sadness was very appropriate losing my mom, just like it's appropriate when a kid gets a a ball stolen from them. Um, But what do we do in that moment and how can we make that moment something that is almost a catalyst for the next good moment? And, and that's something that um, being in schools and being in communities, there's never a shortage of moments like that. <laughs> so.
0: Um, so with our staff today, with uh, Terry and Sarah and, and everyone that was over there, um, you kind of walked us through. You spent the morning with us. What, was that incredible? Like three hours? And people were still <laughs> just kind of leaning in like, all right, all right, Don't give us more. Like, give yeah. me
1: more. Yep. Yeah.
0: So um, in the morning, it was kind of nine units, or the, the, the nine units we'll be doing with the kids. It will be explicitly teaching them these social-emotional skills and helping them develop these tools. Um, and in the afternoon, um, working on it with, with grade-level bands, uh, three different age groups, uh, how you're going to teach the curriculum to the kids and kind of get into some, a little bit of brass tacks and that sort of thing. And then all of it with, this bent on how you tell your story, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, I mean, I would be really interested from Sarah, Terry, like what, what stood out to you from today. But I want our parents to kind of know that was our PD day. It was kind of working with how we're going to teach this curriculum. And a whole lot of it just felt like, I don't want to say a homily, but you were talking directly to us so that we can be practicing the frame or the line or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and then model it for the kids and teach it
1: to them. Mm-hmm. A homily is a great way to put it. You know, I'm no homilist if that's the word. <laughs> but, but it is the word. Okay, sweet. But, but yeah. Well, what do you think, party people?
2: Well, I think it was nice just getting to hear from you kind of an overview of everything because we have this amazing curriculum. And in fourth grade, we've already been using it because we have some background on it. Mm-hmm. And the kids love it. Mm-hmm. And so, just having more knowledge on it, just to kind of back us up with more that we can do with them, I think the great ideas that you had will help it continue on even better.
1: So Fan it. Fan the flames.
2: Yeah, I really loved we talked about pods, which I really liked socially distant pod small groups, <laughs> but um giving every child a voice and they get a chance to speak, especially those kids who might be scared or a little shy to talk, they get their voice heard and their name called on and they get that opportunity. So I really like that. I can't wait to start doing that stuff.
0: I was gonna I was gonna ask what and you sort of already answered this, so feel free to hit this ball again, but I feel like you've already hit, we can move to the next one. What do you feel like top 20 most offers to kids in the schools?
1: Hope. I'd say hope. I mean, Sarah was just talking about pods and the goal of this classroom process called pods is to create a safe space where a child, where where their voice can be heard. You know, Um, we want to help remove fear And a lack of trust from from classrooms so that the true voice of these children can come out, you know. So so what does it give kids? It gives kids a reminder of of the good things they have inside them. We try to identify the things that are preventing them from being their best self. And we have wonderful educators that are there supporting them in, in, in these endeavors. So um hope. It comes back to hope. You know, kids need hope to learn, kids need hope to to, to step to a project, to step to a paper. Kids need hope, just like the educators need hope. So.
0: Well, as you're talking about this, what I, you talk about one of educators and whenever we have someone doing PD and I just kind of get to watch the presenter and then I get to look around, listeners right now, I'm like slowly pivoting. And I was like, I look around, <laughs> I look around the room and I'm like, man, I love this group of humans. Um, because in any group of teachers, I mean, you're gonna have, what do we have, like 40 teachers? You know, you look through the room, just by nature, even if you hire well, and by the grace of God, you're still going to have some folks who are pretty reluctant and resistant. Mm-hmm. I should have told you this ahead of time. There's not a resistant person in that room. Mm. Just such a group of people who, and for your material particularly, um, just, you know, they're, just give it to me, give it to me. Um, so it's really fun for me to kind of, if you ever see that looking around the room, it's usually going, this is happening. Um, you
1: do have a good group. And let me just say this, let me just say this, the, when we work with a school and, and we gain traction and, and it starts going well in a building, it has very little to do with us. Meaning top 20. It has everything to do with the educators and the level of care that's already in there. This is just building on goodness and great, great strategies and processes that have already been occurring the heart's already been here so these are just extra tools and maybe some extra momentum that can that can you know give something else to these kids and parents so yeah so bravo to everyone in this place
0: well it puts um i don't know what the right metaphor is you're the metaphor guy it puts, it, there's a, there's, it's a well-built boat and this puts oh. a new oar or motor on it or something i don't know brand new
1: sail a new sail up the mast. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, new mast sets a, thing. Us in
2: a new direction
1: <gasps> and there we go.
0: And I'd say the direction is even the same. It's it helps us get there Well, it maybe it does tweak yeah, it, I
2: think
0: it would shifts the goal, little. the direction a little bit, yeah. but it gives us more to capture the good wind. That's there mm-hmm. helps us capture the fear I think
2: it does because it helps us because we use top 20 in a lot of our other classes too. It comes up in everything. And so I think it does change our direction because the kids are more positive and they are more cool.
0: willing to do certain things because sometimes they don't want to do something. Like sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, have... <laughs> even, Kevin talked about how uh, there was a fourth grade class where his son was and the teacher, the kids didn't like doing grammar. And so the teacher said, you know what, this, this takes diligence. So you might not enjoy the fact that it's grammar, but you all want to become more diligent. I know that about you kids, so let's call it diligence. And it's true, my son was in that class when he was a little fourth grader, so it's five years ago now. And he would even say, you know, oh, I have diligence homework tonight. But it was still, it was better than saying, I have grammar. He he still liked it better knowing, at least I'm getting diligence out of it, because I don't frankly care about my ability to do grammar, but I want to become more diligent. Um, So when you're telling that story, I was just like, oh, yes, they totally did. And I'll mention that to Fred tonight, he'll get a laugh.
1: And that's that's an example of a teacher just being really intentional with language. So in addition to hope that maybe top 20 gives students and, and staff, I think the other... Big strength is a very basic common language, like the diligence piece. We would call that a star quality. That's, that's a, that's something that is developed by working on grammar, working on Shakespeare, working on science. So, uh, a common language for kids to, to have and share, uh, as they're working with these concepts is, has been a, been a good gift and a good catalyst for them as well. So.
0: But if we can back up just a minute, would you give us a snapshot of how you got into top 20 training?
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I was teaching at a high school in St. Paul, Minnesota, and two of my teaching colleagues were starting kind of a social skills slash study skills slash how can we get these kids to be successful course for, for ninth graders. And as they were working on material, um, they met a man named Paul Burnaby. He's currently our director. My, the two colleagues I'm talking about are Willow Sweeney and Tom Cody. And then they connected with another one of our previous partners, Michael Cole and his wife, Mary Cole. And so these individuals, those five really started um, working on different material for kids, testing it with kids, using it in the classroom. And I was a, a teacher just down the hall. So I heard about this course that was being developed I knew these uh, these individuals as friends. So it was really neat for me able to hear these concepts, see them, grab them, go test them on my kids in my English classroom right. and give them feedback. Um, uh, just be completely honest whether this really worked, this really resonated. Um, and so that's how it started. It started with uh, a mission for doing something that's really good for kids. And then it moved very, for lack of a better word, organically and just kind of naturally, okay, well, Maybe they'll go train, train teachers. And then it just started kind of growing. And then about 2009, I left the classroom. And right when I left the classroom, Tom Cody, one of the co-founders of our company, um, came up to me and said, hey, Kevin, your schedule's a little different now in life. We'd like you to come check out uh, check out Top 20 and see if you'd be part of the team. Because they knew me as an educator, they right. knew me as a human. So they felt that it would be a nice fit. and. Yeah. and and since then, it's just been Zoom. And now we've we've trained over a million teachers, worked with over hundreds of thousands of students across the country. It's been quite the ride and, and all fuel giving for us. It's well, been fantastic. They must have had
0: a sense that a lot of it was going to become partnering with schools because your public speaking skills are kind of off the charts. I mean, that was one of the things, if you remember, in
1: 2013,
0: I think I asked you to be my friend, tour.
1: Do you remember that? I remember, but and, in my head, I was like, yes, this guy's going to be my friend, Tor. Well,
0: you said it out loud, too, and reverse I declined. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was because, it,
0: it, I think I I think I told you why. It was because you know you were a few years ahead of me in terms of your kids which are a little bit older. You've been teaching just a little bit longer. You've been doing public speaking a little bit longer, and I wanted to learn all those things from you. Because your public speaking skills are just... You know, you never told the teachers that when I first started doing some public speaking, I haven't done nearly you know as much as you. Um, one of the things I heard someone say was um, never d- deliver a point to your audience without telling a story hmm. and never tell a story that doesn't have a point. Hmm. So it's just like they're yeah. their husband and wife. So story, to speak. story, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and that's what you do. I mean, you model that when you're talking to teachers about what's your story, what's your story, what's your story for the line? What's your story for Bottom Panda? What's your story for whatever? Um, you have
1: stories, all of them, so
0: we can all connect.
1: And uh, that's how I learned as a kid, you know, living in someone's story. That's when that's when content hit me. When
0: in a, in a very it. Irish household. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: My dad loved words, loved poetry. So there's a that was just that was just quite natural. So that's what these teachers get to give these kids, these educators, is their stories within these concepts. And because these kids love these educators so much, that's that concept will click rather than clunk. So it's gonna be
0: beautiful. rather than clunk. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by the little eyebrow raise for the listeners who couldn't see that. So then, would you? I, mean, I think I know. I know the answer to this, but how would you describe this as being part of your uh, vocation or your um, like that top twenty is an expression of your faith? Because I know your your faith is kind of first, last, and everything in between for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but you do most of this with public schools and then you come to us and, you know, the, the faith is wham, bam all over the place. Yeah. But uh, would you just share a little bit, you know, for our listeners who are wondering, oh, OK, this guy seems to be having quite an influence on something that our school is going to be doing. We're a Catholic school. I want to make sure that, you know, it's
1: yeah.
0: of the spirit, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, uh, uh, how do I make a long story short? <laughs> um, I taught I taught in public schools and private schools, but majority of my teaching was in a private Catholic school. And I felt when I was a frontline teacher that more authentically came out of me by being able to couple it with my faith and couple it with leaning on the stories from the Bible and, and, and what I'm hearing at Mass. So, so that enabled me to be a better version of me, period. Now I do I do speaking all over the place. Now I'll go to I'll speak at a conference, a public school conference, and almost every time someone will come up afterwards and say, hey, 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 hey. Are you a believer? <laughs> Are you a Jesus guy? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yes, I am. <laughs> but uh, uh, why do you ask? And it's and it's because it looks like a duck. <laughs> all of our, yeah, all of our concepts it's it's like coming right out of Jesus. You know, it's it's what what did Jesus do when Jesus walked these lands? You know, he told us to take care of each other. He told us to make sure everyone knew that they mattered. He told us to 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 see a problem and own the problem. Um, So it's, it's all couples perfectly with, with what I feel I'm called to do on this planet as a Catholic. Um, but also what I'm called to do as a father, as a, uh, as a husband, as a business partner. So I think it, it just naturally helps me be authentically more me, you know, and I can't, I don't leave my my uh, Catholicism at the door when I come into this place. You know, sometimes I shift the language if I'm in a public school, et cetera, naturally. But
0: yeah. So- that sounded so temistic to me. And sorry, I'm getting up on a tangent, but the religion teacher comes out sometimes. Um, becoming more you see there. And I know there are some people in like in Christian circles who really dislike the language, best version of yourself. Hmm. But for me, it's just like Thomas Aquinas, like said, God, made everything good and with a designated purpose and every human, has their own kind of natural gifts and their own setting and their own vocation. And that's just becoming more you. So maybe that's better language for some folks than becoming the best version of yourself, just becoming more of yourself, becoming more who you're called to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when, and you know what, when these roadblocks of not feelings of not good enough of limited viewpoints of not knowing when my thinking's broken when those roadblocks are removed, you're getting me period. And that's the goal for these kids. We want Aiden to be Aiden. We want Colin to be Colin. We want Cecilia to be Cecilia. Sean Bryan to be Sean Bryan. Those are two different people, by the way. It's not a (laughs) Sean hyphen Bryan. So,
0: yeah. Um, And there, yeah, so there's uh, four, five, six, seven Holy Family students represented by us. Um, You mentioned Aiden who's Terry's kindergartner. Uh Um, And then I have uh, a preschooler, well, you know, preschooler and then two seventh graders Mm -hmm. and then one who's already graduated from here. And then Sarah has, I don't know if you knew, Sarah has three kids here. Um, so they're in 7th,
1: 5th, fifth fifth and 3rd. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Nice! Yeah. I feel like um, just since Aiden just started kindergarten and last year we were going through, like, battling, do we send him to Linmar because that's in our school district or do we send him to Holy Family? And just after talking to Mr. Dexter and everybody else around us, um, one of the biggest reasons why we sent Aiden to Holy Family was because we teach top 20. And I was wow. with my my kids in my classroom and how it's made them positive little people. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it helps them like be the best version of themselves. And I and want that for my kids too.
0: So. That's awesome. That's great. So, and here's, here's the thing that makes me excited about um, this program, especially for our youngest kids. I mean, I always want like, I want good stuff now. Um, but so Aiden and the kids who are in that class will be taught top 20s, tools like right? these so specific life skills about um, how to see conflict um, as an opportunity for the spirit basically to be at work or um, how to reframe things and have a paradigm shift or how to recognize when his you know his crummy day could impact mm-hmm. how he behaves at home that afternoon um, or his great day could impact you know so all these soft skills or 21st century skills that everyone to call it that top 20 teaches if he's getting that at five he's five right he's six, he's six. so he's he's, get, six. he's getting that at six And then, you know, the way the curriculum works, he gets it at a, you know, developmentally appropriate level for a six-year-old. And then next year, as a seven-year-old at the developmentally appropriate level, Mm -hmm. all the way up through eighth grade, he's going to be taught this thing for nine years. So by the time he's an adolescent, it's just going to be like, well, that's part of what I understand about myself is I have these tools. And just...
2: I'm excited for him. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know. Uh, It's kind of how I feel about um, uh, starting Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, which we weren't able to do this year um, just because of... Covid limitations, but we had we had stuff pretty much ready to go, and then we couldn't start it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're planning to start catechism, the Good Shepherd, next year. And I wanted my kids to if <laughs> I rewind time and get them all in an atrium sure. and have be exposed to that. Um, it's just so so good for our kids to have it at a young age and get it all the way up, coming up through. Yeah, it's
2: just another it's like opportunity. There, yeah. It is.
0: Oh, we're super super glad that you're. That you chose um family for Aiden. Um if you could uh give one message, I'm gonna ask this for three different groups, one message from top 20 for parents, what would the message be? Be curious. Would you please tell us some more? Because <laughs> <laughs> the three of us know what you mean by be curious, but
1: yeah, yeah. We have a tendency to to get stuck, humans do. We have a tendency to feel right, we have a tendency to Uh, Make judgments. And when that occurs in us, one of the best things to do is be curious in that moment. What else am I missing? You know, I may be right. Okay? I may be right in that moment. However, if I'm dealing with human beings, there's probably more to the story. So being curious with the whole purpose of moving forward and not being stuck with this kid. Uh, Awesome.
0: Okay, if you had one message to give to staff, be curious.
1: I would rewind the tape. I would say be curious i would say lead with curiosity uh, a wise old man a very dear friend of mine director of our company looked at me once and said kev i suggest you lead with curiosity in all situations and that has never got me into trouble huh. never got me into trouble. Is paul paul burnaby yeah all right. paul, burnaby. Uh, paul burnaby is an amazing he's my ultimate hero he's everyone needs to meet him in some someday some fashion um but yeah lead with curiosity i'd say that to the staff because just like parents, just like kids, uh, we get stuck. And, and, and sometimes our autopilot kicks in and we just do what we've always done, which may have been at some level fairly effective, but we can be more effective in the ways we think, learn, and communicating by igniting this positive mental habit of curiosity in those moments. Um, and with a kid, I think we owe it to kids. We owe it to, to them to be curious in those moments, whether it's a tough or, or joyful time um curiosity i'm going curiosity as well for kids uh yeah kids i think i think if we can keep curiosity alive in kids all the issues in schools that people talk about will diminish scores are going to go up referrals to the or me, referrals to the office are going to go down yeah inner um, you know, conflict <laughs> is going to go down if we can keep curiosity alive in kids um Aiden as a kindergarten is full of, kinder- is full of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, throughout the time in schools, we've seen that that curiosity goes away. Right. Um, and professionally, I think we need to get serious about that as a problem. So I would say to kids, stay curious, be curious. If you're not finding relevancy, if you're not, if you're not getting the answer to why you need to be in that class, like why should you listen through this story or learn this skill, be curious and look for it because it's there it's there in everything you got to be curious so
0: my third graders got that you know how you think two-year-olds ask a lot of questions and it's going to end <laughs>
2: no it has escalated this year and we why is it called corn well <laughs> i don't know because... but i love it i'm like it's the questions you don't think about yeah and i'm like wait a you don't think about that because i didn't right. I
0: love that's it. awesome right. yeah I love it. Well, and that was, um, I think, kind of the, the thrust of our, um, I think maybe our first speaker when I got here, um, Katie Kiefer talked to the teachers about mm-hmm. brain um, usage and the novelty in the classroom. And the whole thing was come back to getting the kids curious. How do we get them curious? How do we get them curious? And she's obviously the product of a lot of top 20 training as well. She's and a great um, educator. Yeah. It's, and I don't know yeah, if that yeah. would have been the same, like if she w- would have said that, oh, yeah, it came from top 20, but maybe it did. It's, it's entirely possible.
1: My experience... People like Katie Kiefer have had great things in their head long before they <laughs> So, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, one of my um, kind of longtime mentors, uh, her name's Connie, also up in the Twin Cities, um, she told me, oh, it would have been early 2000s, but the next big buzzword in education is going to be liminal space, like the in-between, mm. I don't know if it's here or here. So I'm here and I'm looking at both, trying to figure wow. it out. Um, I feel like I saw a lot of that, like online, um, after the George Floyd thing, a lot of people saying, I'm just going to try to listen cause I don't know what's what, which was like one good thing that I saw come up, obviously in the midst of a lot of rough stuff. Um, but like that liminal space and I don't know if that verbiage has come out. Um, but I, I kind of hear you saying that like that liminal, I don't know what's what, so I'm going to approach it with my shoes off, so to speak, and just kind of pay attention and try to yeah. learn and
1: yeah, take it in, be curious. Withhold judgment till you have some information, you know. Listen.
0: So um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap pretty quickly here um, before we go. If there's anything else, the teachers, please think of that now. Um, but we are Kevin. We're thinking about you and I have talked a little bit about uh, maybe short little video snippets yeah. that we could share out um, either through our newsletter or on the website, maybe both. Share them. Where you could give. Um, well, the teachers could use them with the kids in the classroom but even our parents then could see those each month and say oh my our kids are going to be talking about i don't know tornadoes or thought circles or the frame or whatever it is and the parents can get some of that verbiage at home too would you just give us a little i think like i just told it but
1: no that's good no no no, no. yeah we we're brainstorming of ways to uh kind of kick off each month's new concept or strategy to help kids think learn and communicate more effectively And so I think we should. I think we should definitely do this. Uh, I'll create a video or we create a video together. We do something somehow that is just a short little snippet that that serves as that moment to pique interest, uh, get kids curious, and also communicate this with the folks at home that can help support it. So yeah, I'm really excited to do that. And it's coming. And then you'll share it, people there listening. Share, share. So I apologize we had a tech issue there, but we are uh, back and we're better than ever.
0: Um, So (laughs) we're just saying how uh, we are going to be um, moving everything forward. There'll be daily announcements uh, along with weekly lesson plans. So your kids will be bringing more and more of this information home. So I think right now just third and fourth grade have been doing some lessons. so yeah, Terry, you've been doing lessons already. We have. And doing the announcements already as well, right?
2: And my kids, they get really excited because the other day, Mrs. Williams, she said something about the parking lot. And my kids go, she said the parking lot. And I said, yep, And they said, the parking lot. I go, yes. <laughs> She did. And they just, they get so excited about it because it's something that they
0: know. So. Well, it's always just practical wisdom, stuff they can actually use. Uh-huh. So it doesn't seem phony.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And especially like Kevin, you said 12 times today or 100. Teachers, lean into your authentic self, your own interests, your own failures, your own whatever, to help the kids learn this stuff. Um, yeah, so we'll be having daily announcements, weekly lessons, um, yeah, and moving it all forward.
1: And guess what? Parents or other listeners, if you hear a concept and you don't know what it means, you ask. Ask a kid. Ask. Be curious, because I bet there's a lot of people that don't know what the mental parking lot is. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, you better ask somebody.
0: Well, see, and that's just the thing. It's like so practical. Half of them are probably guessing, oh, a mental parking lot. I bet it's you take that thing that's getting in your way of being present and put it in a parking lot and come back to it later. Like, it's practical. It's like, oh, duh, of course I should do that. Um, but it's great reminders and little visuals. And You
1: did that very well. That was like a cool. practical genius right there. Thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, anything else from anybody before we sign off and you go catch your plane back to Minnesota? No, I thanks for coming thanks for
1: coming hey, coming Kevin. it's
2: good
0: to see you yeah. yeah
1: it is it is good to be here schools like this give me fuel for whatever is next and uh this is unique this is unique here and, and anytime top 20 can partner with folks like you that are doing such wonderful things for kids in your community we're in so thank you for all you're doing thank you for your efforts
0: thanks man god bless and god bless all of you listeners thanks for tuning in Um, And like Kevin said, ask. If you have questions, ask your kids. Ask me or your teacher. We're going to be learning more and more as we go. It's going to be awesome. God bless.